Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. I want you to open your Bibles to Hebrews 11. We're going to begin there, and you may get tired of opening your Bible to Hebrews 11, but I hope not. <clears throat> and uh, Brother Copeland, or Brother Hagen taught for years, most of his life, out of Mark 11, because it was the scripture that he, God gave him uh, when he was sick at the age of 19 years old, that he was not supposed to live past 19 years old. God healed him supernaturally. Back in those days, you're talking about the, he was born, well, he was born in 19, same year as my daddy, 1917. So he ended up in the hospital. He was sick his entire childhood. He never could go outside and play with kids. And, and, um, and God, he went to hell twice. And a tremendous, powerful, powerful testimony. It just grips you when he's, he's heading down towards hell and he gets to the very, the very gates of hell. And all of a sudden, he's pulled back towards earth. Why? Because grandma was at his bedside praying for him that he would get saved. And the, the mercy of God and the power of prayer can I have an amen. And the second time he came out of hell, hovered over his body, went back in his body and gave his life to the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and got gloriously healed. And he's been preaching the gospel since he was 19 years old. Is that awesome or what? The life-changing word of faith is what we know him as being a teacher of the word of faith. And he got that statement out of Romans, and we're going to go there to Romans 10 (coughs) in a moment, but Hebrews 11 will begin with this. It says, uh, now faith is. Uh, Faith is always in the present. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, uh, we... Since, since they were born, we were taught to, to be dominated by our five physical senses, all right? Don't touch that, you know. Watch out there. Don't, you know, don't run there. Don't, don't, we're always, all our senses we were dominated by, and all of a sudden, we get saved, and we step into this realm of the Spirit where God requires faith, and, uh, and faith for everything, faith to uh, love Him, faith to serve Him, faith to worship Him, uh, faith to obey Him. Can I have an amen? It takes faith. It takes a spirit of faith. And so here in Hebrews, it gives us a list of the faith heroes that's called, actually it's called the Hall of Faith, of all these great men and women who, who um, did exceedingly beyond what they could have done in the natural because they had God's help. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the, evidence, the evidence of things not seen. Now listen, everything about this scripture has to do with the eternal destiny of mankind. We're all destined, just like Bill Larson stepped into, out of his body, finally, after years of a physical attack and torment and suffering, he is able to step out of that body to be present with the Lord. I bet he shouted all the way to heaven, hallelujah. And, um, and finally, loosed. So, so, but until, until we get to that point, we live by faith. But it's all about eternity, even though we can trust God and believe God when our backs are up against the wall and we're being challenged and attacked. We can de- decree and declare what God says about us and watch those things come to pass. Can I have an Amen. And uh, remember, the Lord said years ago through a prophecy, he said, my people can have what they say, but they're saying what they have. And, um, and that's where we get in trouble. And, and uh, on Wednesday night, we'll talk about the power of the tongue, how powerful this force is in our lives. Though it's such a small member, it literally can destroy, listen, not only individual lives, it can destroy nations. 
And so we'll talk about that on Wednesday night. But uh, then he goes, verse 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. The word please means it's impossible to become, to come into full agreement with God. Without faith, it's impossible to, to come into full agree, agreement with God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, that he's everything that you'll ever need in your life. He, he's really, he is. He's your internal security. He's your external security. He's your peace of mind, your, your peace of soul. He's your, he's, he's your provider, your protector, your healer, your deliverer. He's everything. He's the breath. Every breath that you breathe comes from him. Every beat of your heart comes from God. Why don't you give him praise the day that you have that? Amen. Amen. Everything. And uh, how do we, how do we, well, how do we know that? We know, we, do, we, do, we know it with our faith. And isn't it interesting, through everyone that they mentioned in Hebrews 11, by faith, uh, Abel did this. By faith, Noah did this. By faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Moses did this. Everything was by faith. Because at, at the point that they were instructed to do something, they had no evidence of the, of the they had no evidence, you know what I'm saying, of why, why they were doing what they were doing. But they did it by faith. Everyone, when, in, the, in, the, in, in Egypt, when, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but when God took children of Israel out of Egypt, the Bible says he told them to sacrifice a lamb. And I thought that was interesting, a lamb for every family. Not one person was without a lamb. And, that, and, and why is that important? Because without the death of the lamb, there's no deliverance, okay? And so then they killed the lamb, and he said, I want you to eat all of the lamb. Now get, the, get that, uh, get that uh, the type and shadow of God's presence inside of your life. You know, you got to remember, they were in slavery for 430 years. There were people that walked around like this because they were, wound, they, were, um, they were abused, they were beaten, they were crippled. I mean, it was a mess. And God healed every one of them. They came out completely healed and whole uh, to, to, so they could make their journey to the promised land. Is that awesome or what? Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. But they took that blood. And they, they, he said, I want you to take blood. Now, remember now, for 430 years, they've never had Judaism. They never even knew about it anymore. It, had stopped, it, was, it was lost through the, all those generations. They knew nothing about their connection with God. They knew nothing about the blood, nothing about the lamb. But God gave instructions to Moses what to do. He believed it. He obeyed it. And they sprinkled blood upon their doorposts. And they, they said, when I see the blood, the death angels is going to visit tonight and, and kill all the firstborn of Egypt. All the firstborn of Egypt, okay? He said, but when, if you'll sprinkle the blood on the doorpost, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you so that the death angel can't see you. Hallelujah. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Can I have an amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. God delivered them. But guess what? They had to do that by faith. They had no evidence of it. They had no evidence that nothing was going to happen, anything bad. They didn't have no evidence that, oh, are you serious? You mean after 430 years of being under these, these horrible, horrific pharaohs and all the suffering, you mean, uh, actually, we're going to be delivered? They had to take that, all that by faith. But that was good news. But they had to take the blood by faith. They, everything they did had to do it by faith because there's no evidence of any deliverance up to that point. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Amen. Now, let's go to Romans, the 10th chapter. Hallelujah. There's so many things. There's so many. Oh, I just love. How many love the word of God? In Romans, the 10th chapter, the Apostle Paul, uh, we, we've been here before, but we're gonna, today we're going to talk about faith has a voice. In fact, your, your, your faith is activated by speaking. Okay. Now, in Romans 10, we'll, we'll read here, and then we'll, then we'll it says verse 6. But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaks on this wise. Or, or right standing with God says something. 
To, to obtain right standing with God, there is something to say. It has a message. Amen. What's the message? Verse 8. The word, here's the message. The word, of, the word is nigh thee. How close? In thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, Paul says, which we preach. <laughs> that if you'll confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, or if you'll confess and acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus is the word Lord. The word Jesus means Joshua. It, it's, the, it's the Hebrew word Jehoshua, and it means to deliver. So if you confess with your mouth the delivering power of God through the anointed one, Jesus Christ, God will save you and deliver you. That's what he's saying there. Is that cool or what? That's exactly what he's saying there. For with the, for, then it goes on and says this, for, um, uh, for, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Now, here, here's, what, here's what it literally says in the Hebrew. It says, the word, that's it, that word is the word rhema. It means the spoken word, so we'll read it like that. The spoken word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Remember, Jesus said, it's out of the abundance of your heart your mouth speaks. So whatever you put in there, it's going to come out. If it's bad, that's not good. But if it's good, that's good. Yeah. Amen. And he goes on. The word or the spoken word is nigh thee in your heart, mouth and in your heart. That is the word or the spoken word of faith, which we preach. So now we see faith has a voice. But we'll also see from the scripture that fear has a voice. Faith is activated by speaking Fear is activated by speaking also. We get look at so many verses. Again, when God was bringing the children of Israel out of uh, Egypt through Moses, they were heading for a promised land. Say this out loud. I'm heading for a promised land. And again, just to reiterate, Abraham was not looking for a city, uh, some great wealthy city with, with um, running water. You know, he, he, the guy lived in tents. Why? Because he believed any day, any day, any day from now, I'm going to reach this city that whose builder and maker is God. So Abraham was always looking for the eternal. That he was the most he was the wealthiest man in the world. He was worth millions of dollars in today's money. And yet he didn't build a house because he believed the house which God had promised him was coming any day. And of course it did. After he left planet Earth, can I have an amen? So I just want you to know he was not seeking the temporal. He was his heart was on the eternal. Amen. I said, amen. So in Numbers, the 13th chapter, we know when Moses went in there, uh, uh, Moses sent 12 spies. Uh, two of those came back, the Bible says, with a, uh, with a uh, w they gave voice to their faith by saying, we're able. The 10 other leaders gave voice to their fear by saying, we're not able. So the voice, listen, the voice of faith was a cry to advance. The voice of fear was the cry of retreat. And we know because they yielded to the voice of fear and unbelief that they died prematurely, or they didn't die prematurely, they just died without having reached the promise. How many would like to reach every, your, your divine destiny of whatever God has for you in your life? You'd like to reach it. You'd like to reach it and live in it for a season. I just said to some people I was standing by waiting to get in uh, to the conference the other night, and... and um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Let's go on. It wasn't that important. So 
Paul said, the word, or the spoken word is nigh thee. How, how, how close is it? It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the spoken word of faith, which we preach. Now, where did Paul get that? When Paul wrote this in Romans, where did he get it? Well, I'm not surprised because he was a Pharisee and he was schooled in the Old Testament. He was schooled in all of, of, of the uh, literature of the Old Testament. He got that out of, out of Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30 and we'll read that where Paul was quoting there. What does that mean? The Old Testament believer, listen, walked in the same truths of the New Testament believer. Isn't that interesting? Why? Because they were just like us. They had to walk with God by faith. Nobody has ever seen God. The closest thing that you can uh, do to recognize God is through the people that walk with God. <laughs> is that right? Amen. The people that walk with God. The people that have some kind of fragrance of his presence, which we all want. Can I have an amen? Okay. In Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, this is what Paul what, Paul, 700 and some years later, he's coding, or no, it's more than that, no, it'd be like 1,500 years later, he's coding, he's coding Deuteronomy, maybe 1,000 years, doesn't matter, it's a long time ago. In Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, and I'll read that, and verse, starting with verse 11, listen to what it says here. It says, for this commandment, which I commanded this day. Now, he's, this is Moses addressing God's people, which actually in the book of Acts are called the church in the wilderness, okay? These were God, the Israelites were God's people. There were many nations in the world at that time, but only Israel was God's people. Now, listen to me. How many believe that John 3.16 was just as truth in the Old Testament as in the New Testament? For God so loved the world. Amen. He always has. So he chose a nation... Out of Abraham, because Abraham loved God so much that God called him his friend. He walked with God, trusted God his entire life. Hallelujah. God was pleased with that because he walked by faith. Amen. A life of faith. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. He was so pleased with Abraham, praise God, for being a man of faith. And so he, what was I going to say there? So uh, let me read this. For this commandment which I command this day is not hidden far from me, neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up to us to heaven to bring it unto us that we may hear it. See, he's, Paul, is, Paul is reiterating. He's just simply uh, mimicking or talking uh, of what God promised Israel through Abraham. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Abraham, Abraham. Because of Abraham, God raised up a name. Remember, Abraham didn't have Isaac till he was 99 years old, meaning he couldn't produce the seed. He, he, was, he couldn't do anything to produce that kind of a, a, a physical impact to cause anybody to get pregnant, much less a barren wife. But God healed him and healed his wife so that they could bear the promised child through whom the Savior would come, and there's Isaac, okay? Amen. So God... Look at, how, look at how powerful. So God raised up Israel so they could be a light to the nations. I just wanted you to know that. So that it wasn't that he hated the He loved the nations, but he had to have a tool just like today. He had to have a tool. He had to have someone to work through to let the nations know that he loved them. That's why God would get so frustrated with Israel when they wouldn't walk with God because, because it would frustrate him. Why? Because, if you, I mean, just like today, man, if you're going to talk like the world, live like the world, act like the world, God's not going to be able to use you to minister to the world. 
And, and God knows already. God knows that you're, you're in this Adamic nature. That you challenge, you, you're, challenged with the, you, you're challenged with life in general. He understands that. That's why this message of faith is so, so important. Like I said earlier, we, we love God by faith. We come to church, we worship him by faith. You don't worship God because you feel like it, because most of the time you don't feel like it. So, so you're, you, 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 you get into a position where somebody beside you is worshiping God, and so, okay, I don't, care. I don't care if it's forced pressure on you. Praise God, at least you're acting out something by lifting your hands. Because everything about your journey in this side of heaven is, is by faith when it comes to pleasing God. Amen. So he gave, God gave, this is where Paul got this. He says, so where is, uh, let go back to verse 11. This command, which you commanded this day, is not hidden far from thee, neither is it far off. He goes, well, where is it? He says, uh, neither, verse 13, neither is it beyond the sea, um, that you should go over to, to bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. But the word of faith is near thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, thou, that thou mayest do it. So God here, God right here through Moses is telling the children of Israel, just stay with me. Walk by faith, not by sight. You don't understand, but up ahead, once you get to that promised land, I'm going to give you all the proof that you need that it is a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land of your, of your destiny. Now, the, the divine destiny, of course, would be heaven, but God had a place for them to go. God had a place for them to live, praise God. God had a place that was abundantly prosperous and, I mean, enriched with everything that you'd ever need. So stay in faith. Amen. So stay in faith. You know, you know, when Vicky and I got married, you know, we literally had nothing. I mean, literally, I mean, we had nothing. All we had was love. But we had nothing. But we had God. And so through that whole journey, of, of the 51 years now we've been serving God, hallelujah. Uh, it, um, I mean, we've served just like you. We have our good days. We have our tough days. We have our challenging days. We have days of warfare. We have days of rejoicing. We have uh, days of hardship. I mean, it's just, it's just part of the journey. But still, through all that, we walk by faith and not by sight. He is faithful. He is faithful. He, is faithful. he has been faithful. Praise the Lord. And we're grateful to him for that. But guess what? How many here, your life has been significantly impacted by Faith Family Church? Just raise your hand. All I'm saying is that, and, I, and yes, God probably would have, would have, as long as you're hungry, he'll have another place, you know, for you to be ministered to. But somebody had to pay a price to get what, you, uh, to get what you're getting so that your life can be uh, uh, more valuable and, and, and more liberated. Can I have an amen? So somebody always has to pay that. Amen. So even in the Old Testament, along with the New Testament, active faith had a voice. Always in your heart and in your mouth. In your heart and in your mouth. Now listen to this. Ecclesiastes 3. Oh my goodness. These days. To everything. This is Solomon. To everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. And you know, that, that's, that's good news. Uh, you know, when, I mean, I, I, this is what I'm believing, that this snow is a sign that we're going to have a warm winter. <laughs> now, if that ain't a confession of faith, I don't know what is. Amen. But you know what gives me hope? Yeah, spring. Oh, my God. Spring. <laughs> oh, God, let it come early. Like January 2nd. Oh, yes. 
No, I'm just saying that gives us hope because it's a season. So even this season will change. Good night, amen. Hallelujah. So he says, to everything there's a season, a time for every matter, a purpose under heaven. A time to keep quiet and a time to speak. Amen. Now turn to Joshua, the second chapter, just for a moment, just to give you an example. In Joshua, the second chapter, now listen, 40 years, remember, 40 years, Israel, the first generation had to spend, first let me tell you, Joshua was 40 years, Joshua with Caleb, they were 40 years old when God gave them the sign to go in. So here they are, at, this is the border. The land of Canaan is right here. They're at the border. They go inside. They come back, you know, with an evil report. Well, the two came back with a good report, but they didn't believe it. They believed the evil report. And so they were this close to the promised land, but couldn't go in. So for 40 years, they had to wait. 40 years, they had to put up with these unbelievers till they died off. And they did. I said they did. They served God faithfully for an additional 40 years to obtain what he had promised them. Praise the Lord. So in this, so here they are now. Joshua has given, this is Joshua, the second chapter. In Joshua, the first chapter, you know, God said, I want you to be strong, courageous. Don't you make the mistake. Don't you make the mistake and even speak out of your mouth an evil report. Don't you say anything at all. Just be strong and courageous and take this people into the land. I've told you, well, what we didn't know that but they, I don't know if they knew this or not. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't Google Jericho to see what the size of Jericho was and how big the walls were. They didn't know, probably didn't know anything because they've been in the wilderness for 40 years. Well, here's Jericho, and a city that was not that big, but it was, it was protected by a massive wall that they could race three chariots side by side around that wall. That's how massive it was. And so they didn't know what was ahead, but Jericho was ahead. Now, Jericho, if you want to know, you, can, you know this by studying the book of Joshua all the way through the sixth chapter, seventh chapter. Jericho was the tithe of the 30 cities that they would end up conquering once they get in the promised land. So Jericho was the first city. So it was the tithe. It belonged to God. God said, don't you touch any, once that city, you get to that city, don't you touch anything of the, tre- of the monies or anything. It's the tithe that all comes into the treasury of God. How many believe like God wants to bless your life? Amen. Amen. But one of the smallest things that people overlook as believers is the tithe. And that is a key to your prosperity. Okay. And so here, so here's, here's uh, Joshua. He, he sends in two spies. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Not 12. He sent only two. And, and I think he sent the guys that had the, the greatest faith. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they weren't going to come back with an evil report. So... So he sends them in. They end up in the house of a, uh, a now I'm going to personally, well, she was a prostitute. And what's so interesting is we find out later that the lineage of Jesus came through the Rahab, the harlot. That's how awesome God is. So this woman received the spies into her house, and they came knocking on her door to find out where they were, and she hid them up on the roof. And uh, until they left, okay? Uh, and, uh, and so here, here's, here's the response. Now, I want, to, I want you to hear her response. See, faith has a voice. Now, listen to her response. This is verse 9. And she said unto the men, I know, I know, I know. You know, underline that in your Bible. I know. How did she know? She wasn't there. She, did, she didn't see anything. But she said, because she was a woman of faith. 
the Bible says it, that she was a woman of faith in the book of Hebrews. But she said, which I know, she had to take that by faith. I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is, now she knew that, that the terror has fallen upon us, watch this, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Now I want you to stop for a moment, think about this. These people lived in terror for 40 stinking years. Waiting for God's people to come in and conquer them, and they didn't show up. God had God ordained your victory over everything that comes against your life, and all He's looking for is faith on your part. Hallelujah. He's just looking for somebody who'll believe His word. Hallelujah. It just goes to show you. She already knew. They already had waited. We're 40 years they're waiting for Israel to come. And Israel's unbelief stopped them from the very ordained will of God that they come in and take that city. So here it goes. Let's go on. And she said, we heard, we heard. Oh, man, we heard. See, fear comes by hearing. Faith has a voice. Faith has a voice. Fear has a voice. Fear has a voice. She said, we heard how the Lord dried up. They weren't there. They weren't there. But they believed it. We heard that how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when he came out of sea, uh, out of Egypt, and what he did under the uh, two kings, the Amorites, and so on and so on. Verse 11. And as soon as we heard, your, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heaven above and in the earth beneath. Hallelujah. I mean, whoo, hallelujah. She wasn't there, but she believed that the God that they served was the almighty God. Hallelujah. Woo. Man, that's so good. I mean, she decreed what Israel should have decreed when God said, take the land. And they said, we're not able. Listen, everything you face in life, 99% of the stuff you face in life, you won't, you won't be able to conquer yourself. Amen. You just must admit that. Admit it. You can't, I mean, just, I'm just telling you, I mean, you can't make a relationship work without God. You can't build a business without God. I'm serious. I mean, you can't succeed in life without God's hand of blessing. So why don't you just trust him right away? Hallelujah. Trust him in the small things. Trust him in the small things. People always say, well, I'll start giving, Pastor, when we start making some money. Well, if you made 20 bucks this week, tie that too. Because if you tie the two, then when you make a thousand, you'll tie the hundred. Can I have an amen? I mean, I rejoice. I rejoice for... Guys that make a lot of money make a million bucks and they'll write a check, a church for a hundred thousand. Praise the Lord. That, that just makes me feel good. Amen. I said, Amen. I rejoice for that, but it won't happen if you don't start with a little. Can I have an Amen? So, this is, this is my point in bringing up this story, and then we'll have to wind this down. So, so, what did God say? I want you to go to Jericho and I want you to march around the city. Once a day for seven days. I mean, some of the things that God tells you that don't even make sense. I mean, they could have just, how about just Saturday we march seven times? Yeah. All right, one. And he says, now when you march, you tell these, you tell this second generation not to say a word. Don't you speak one word 
Why? Because he didn't want the unbelief that was created out of the first generation to come out of their mouths. Because in the natural, when they saw that city and they saw that massive wall, I'm sure they said, what in the world are we doing here? This is insane. This is the stupidest thing I ever seen. He didn't say, they didn't say one word. They marched. It's finally the seventh day. I want you to march seven times. And after the seventh time, he said, I want you to shout. He didn't even say what to shout. Just shout. Just shout. Just shout. If you shout, something supernatural will take place. The walls will come down. And so what's so beautiful about this is that, number one, they stayed in faith. Number two, they never said a word. And number three, they did exactly what God said. And once they completed the seventh time, listen, and you got three million people or a million and a half, two million, how many there are, quite a few. And they are screaming, ah! Come on, let's do that together. Ready? Come on. Come on, let's do it. I want to hear it from you. Come on. Come on. Put your hands up here. Yeah. I want you to hit me right in the chest. Ready? One, two, three. The hair in my legs bowed. Hallelujah. I mean, that was powerful. That's all they were. That's all one united shout. Made the impassable passable. One united shout. You know, it's, it's amazing the childlike faith that God just asks of us. He doesn't ask us to do something big. Just, just something small. Just act. That's why a lot of times in church, you know, I've had people get mad at me. They've told me. They get mad at me. I don't, I don't, why do you always have to ask us to lift our hands? I don't feel like lifting my hands. Well, then go to a dead church, you turkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just want you to just exercise some faith. That's all. I'm just trying to get you to do something where God will come down and just, just touch you supernaturally in your life. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. So, faith had a voice, and it was just a shout. Just a shout. That's all they did is shout. It never said, I love that. I even love the story. And there's so many. Gideon. He had those 300 guys. They were outnumbered. Well, I think there was 120,000 soldiers. 300 guys, 120,000 soldiers. Hmm. <laughs> and all, all God said is, break your lamp and shout, the sword of the Lord and Gideon. Let me write that down. <laughs> That's all, just, just that. Just that. That's all they shouted. The sword of the Lord and Gideon. That's all they shouted. And every massive amount of confusion you can imagine went inside of that crowd and they killed each other. That's what I'm believing. That's what I'm believing God. Praise God. That, that in the coming Years, we're going to see a massive move of God in America. Billy Brim said something eight years ago, 2008. She says, God spoke to her and said this. She said that um, a political party is not going to save America. She says, only a spiritual awakening. And that is true. And I believe we've seen a measure of that so far. I mean, I really do. I believe, and, and I don't like to see this, that we're forced into a position 
of desperation, but we are. But we are in a place of, in the United States, where the United States can either go, continue to birth the will of God in the earth, or lose all of its liberties. And, but I believe with all my heart, I was just talking to a lady, I said, just Kufi alone, Christians United for Israel alone, there are eight, over eight million of believers. So I know at least eight million believers are praying over the elections, praise God. But there are far more, far more than ever before in the nation's history have we had more people praying over this election because we want it to go the right way. Can I have an amen? I said, can I have an amen? amen. Phil Driscoll said it down there. I mean, I was, we've been talking about this before I got down there. We were talking about last week, the voice, that faith has a voice. He said this, he said, he said this, God's word must be voice activated. Amen. Must be voice activated. Isn't that good? And that's why, isn't that something? Just stop for a moment. I, I, I just want you to stop for, and think, answer this question. How often during the day do you declare one verse of scripture? That's why the enemy wants to keep you silent from that part of it. He wants you to talk about how tough life is, how bad things are. He wants you, the devil wants you to focus on everything that's negative. God wants you to focus on his word. Amen. Can I have an Amen. Amen. Musicians, why don't you come up, and we'll, we'll close. So I say this. Maybe Brother Hagin said this years ago, I don't remember. If you don't speak to your mountain, your mountain's going to speak to you. Amen. With the Brother Caps. He says, if you don't speak to your mountain, your mountain will surely speak to you. It'll tell you how tough life is, how, how hard things are, that you're not going to make it. Amen. See, I'm just like you, seriously. I, I'm, I'm just as human as the rest of you. I would love to continue to live in a nation where my liberties are, my full liberties are intact so we can continue to preach the gospel and, and, and be a light to the world. Can I have an amen? That's what I, I want that, just like Morton. But we can lose. <clears throat> Brother Coleman said the American flag, it reflects everything that made America great. It's heavenly origin. The white stripes, the blue. The white stripes, purity. The red stripes, the blood of Christ. Amen. And whether you want to believe it or not, God raised this nation up. Listen. He gave the nation of Israel to the Jews because he loved them. He gave America to the Christians because they loved him. And we have to be crying out to God that the heart of our nation will continue to pursue God and will not allow the wicked to come in and take over our nation. Can I have an amen? amen. Why don't you stand? We'll pray together. Thank you, Lord. Tina, would you put Mark eleven twenty? Two through twenty-four. Then we'll, we're just gonna we're gonna make a confession today together. How many were raised in Catholicism? Raise your hand. You're raised in Catholicism. Quite a few of you. Yeah. So you understand confession. But this is a different kind of confession. Amen. And I'm not making fun of any. I'm just simply, you know, we're, we learn one thing, thinking that's what it is. You know, when confession is just simply lining up with God's word. All right, this is Jesus. He said to his disciples, let's read it out loud. Have faith in God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into 
All right, stop. Oh, that was beautiful. See, maybe some of you in the first service. Yeah. <laughs> Have faith in God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, All right, and be thou cast into the sea. Now, we're going to say it like we mean it. We're going to say it like you have, you, and you do. You have authority today. Yeah. You have authority to declare his word and, and declare it with as much power in your, in your heart and mouth as possible. Yeah. When we get to, uh, um, when we get to, uh, remember, for whosoever shall say, say unto this mountain. Now, you read the rest, and say, read the rest like you mean it. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. See, he says, believing twice, he says, confession three times. It's because he knew how important that was. Amen. Amen. Whatever you're facing. I mean, today people deal with fear. They deal with oppression. Uh, you know, uh, uh, fear is a big one today just because a lot of things are going on in our nation. Uh, oppression, oppressed because of a lot of things that are happening in your life. You know, this, this COVID thing has, uh, it has really created a, a, a lot of um, financial pressure on people and stuff. It has, not been, it has not been a good thing. But God is still faithful. He will make a way where there is no way. Can I have an amen? What's that, honey? Yeah, Amen. The name of Jesus is above sickness, above oppression, above fear, and above, above COVID, and above lack. Can I have an amen? It is. Amen. So I just want you to know, speak to that mountain, whatever it is in your life. I mean, just, okay, let's say you get up tomorrow morning and you say, man, I just don't know what we're going to do about what we do financially. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you promised your word if I'd bring my tithe to the storehouse that you would bless my life. So Father, I give you praise right now that God, you're opening up a door to provide for me. Come on. See, you are now giving voice to your faith. Amen. If you're dealing with an addiction, Say, in the name of Jesus, I break that addiction over my life. I speak to it, and I command it to, I cast you into the sea in Jesus' name. I mean, you have the authority to change the situations in your life. Can I have an amen? Bow your head. I want to pray for you for a moment. Just simply ask, anybody here today that need Christ in your life? You haven't surrendered your life to Jesus before we leave? I just want to pray for you. The Bible says Jesus said this. Now, if Jesus says something to me, it's the most important. He said, you must be born again, or you must have a change within, inside of your heart, your spirit. Not talking about your blood pump. I'm talking your spirit nature. Through Adam, uh, we reaped a nature of sin, but through Christ, we reap a nature of righteousness. But we need to receive Christ into our heart. Ask him to come in and be our savior. He doesn't force his way in. He simply introduces himself to you, which I'm doing today. So if you've never accepted Christ in your life, and today you said, today is the day, Lord, I want to surrender my life to Jesus because I believe that he is the one who can change my life for the better. Lift your hand real quick. I pray for you. Anybody, anybody you want to lift your hand? Uh, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Christ in my heart. Lift your hand one more time. Anybody? I just want to. Oh, thank you. Put your hand down. Thank you, sir. Anyone? Thank you for your honesty. Anyone else? Anyone else? Would you come down, sir? I want to pray for you. Come on down. Let's, let's give, let's, yeah, come on down. Praise God. Amen. Can we sing? Uh, uh, I surrender all 
Now listen, I want to sing that again. Just close your eyes. Don't, don't, nothing up here is, don't get distracted. Just close your eyes, everybody. And just, okay, marriage, uh, health, um, finances, whatever it may be. I want, I want you to uh, close your eyes and by faith, I want you to give that to God today. And, 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 and just tell him in your heart that you're going to trust him with whatever you're facing today in your life. Let's sing one more time. I surrender all. Oh, I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I bless you today for this young man. Abba, Father, thank you that he has responded by faith, coming up here to give his life to you. God, I don't understand it even to this day after 50 years of serving you, but I'm glad for your unconditional love that you loved us even while we were in our darkness. And with God, thank you that out of that love, God, you made us sons and daughters. So bless this young man with your life. God, I believe and I declare right now that from this moment forward, his life will never be the same in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Lord. Hey, God bless you, sir. What's your name? Seth? Amen. I want you to go out. They're going to pray with you. These guys are going to pray with you for a minute and bring you back in here. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray a confession over you, but, but, I, but I want you to, I want you to say, I want you to learn how to, I want you to practice declaring what God says about you. Amen. God, God says that you're blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Amen. God says you're healed. Say, I'm healed. Amen. God, God favors you. Say, I'm favored. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.